Kia ora koutou. Uh, originally in our service sheet, uh, we had uh, the name of Sister Margaret Ann uh, in this slot to speak to us. And uh, then we heard that she could only be the 8 o'clock service. And then we had to move this service from last week to this week. And uh, so then we had Sister, um, Sister Anne who was going to speak. And then they had a whole lot of other things happen. Um, so it's me. Um, I'm not a member of the Compassion Sisters community, um, but I'm going to read a few things from uh, some of the resources that they have put together to celebrate Susanna and Bear Sunday. Uh, when we first started um, sharing this service, uh, where we celebrated the, the life and the witness of Susanna Bear and the, the ministry of the Sisters of Compassion, and also um, the ministry of the Free Store, and in the last couple of years, the ministry of Dia. Uh, we did so in an environment where the, the Roman Catholic Church wasn't celebrating Susanna there at this time of year. But now they are. So uh, we kind of have to, even though we feel reluctant, let our sisters go to do that celebrating within their own tradition. Suzanne Aubert was born in France in 1835. On leaving school, she felt called by God to be a missionary. It wasn't what her family had planned for her. And uh, I think she was one of those teenagers who was rebellious, but in a very different kind of way. She decided to study healthcare and chemistry and botany and pharmacy in preparation for uh, doing mission work that involved healing. She lived uh, near Lyon and uh, her family were friends with the Marist fathers there and she was inspired by them and their witness and ministry and many of them came down into the Pacific uh, to do work here. Her early life was um, influenced by St John Fiani, who we know as the Curé da. although I learned from Isabel this morning after the 8 o'clock service that in that part of France they actually pronounced the S so that meant he was the curé d'Ars. Um, it doesn't mean quite the same thing in French as it sounds like it does in English. <coughs> she eventually set forth from France uh, and arrived in Auckland in 1860 with 23 other missionaries, including three other French women, and made friends with some of the Māori in Auckland, one of whose special friends was someone known as Piazza. Um, and Piazza taught Suzanne Māori knowledge and customs, so that as well as the language which she began to learn before she came to Aotearoa, she now began to learn its context. And Piazza also helped her in the study of Rumoa, which is Māori medicine. She left Auckland in 1871 and uh, was involved in missionary work in Miani in Hawke's Bay with the Marists. It was there that she started in earnest to make her herbal remedies and to uh, do the work of healing that she became well known for in later years. The Māori community there called her the Doctor of Doctors and most years she saw more than a thousand people coming to her for help. Um, when I finish this little sketch of her life, I'm going to read a few quotes from some books that uh, two of her priest friends gave her to write down her thoughts at the end of each day, reflections on the work that she was doing and recognising God's presence in those 
and they come from a book known as his spiritual tonics. Suzanne O'Bear uh, and some of the sisters of St. Joseph who were working at Niani uh, eventually were asked to go to Hiru Harama um, in the Wanganui um, region up the river to re-establish a Marist mission up there. They went there in July 1883 and set up two schools and a dispensary and they offered care for autumn orphans and the critically ill and it was there that the Order of the Daughters of Our Lady of Compassion was formed in 1892. Fast forward a few years and in 1899 they moved to Wellington. Here they established at the turn of the century St Joseph's Home for the Incurables on Buckle Street and a few years later a day nursery and a children's home and the soup kitchen and then in 1907 they moved to the newly built premises at Island Bay. Suzanne O'Bear died in 1926, aged 91. She was a woman who uh, had very clear ideas about what God was calling her to and would not be put off by other people. And so I'd like to share a couple of three quotes actually uh, from her. Faith, by showing another Christ to us, in every one of our unfortunate brethren is the source of our devotedness. A great spirit of faith alone can inspire and enliven our virtue. By that spirit, our interior life will never be more intense than when our exterior life is overloaded with most absorbing work. If I cannot do anything else, may I simply look at Jesus and use my imagination. Let him look at me and then wait. He will speak to you. And finally, let us have a big heart and great courage so that while we are doing the work of God, God does God's own work in us. As Stephen said at the beginning of the service, one of the things that the sisters did, particularly when they were in Buckle Street, was to travel, to walk about with enormous prams to collect food and other things that the poor of the city needed. And we recognise that connection um, with the work that is going on today done by the free stores. So I'm going to invite Brianne to come and talk to us now.
started around being a base of food redistribution, so collecting food from local cafes where um, they could otherwise end up in the bin and landfill, um, and we don't want kai to be there. I guess we see kai food both as a human right that should always be accessible and shared, but also that um, we're responsible, we have a responsibility with the food to um, honour and respect the food and for it to not end up in landfill and look after our earth in that way too. Um, but at the heart of our kaupapa is um, community and we have three core values, um, belonging, generosity and transformation, um, which are really core to who we are and um, kind of flourish through our life as a community, learning to be compassionate to one another, learning to be final to one another. Um, yeah, so Natalia's going to share a little poem about her experience with that later, and anyone else from the Freestyle community, if you want to come and share, you're welcome to as well, um, about what the Freestyle's meant to you. Um, but just a little bit about history. So, um, our Kaupapa was also inspired by a woman, by um, Kim Patton, um, as the Sisters of Compassion was inspired by Susan O'Bear. Um, so in 2009, Kim Patton set up an art project on Guzney Street, down where Customs Coffee is, um, that area. There was um, an art project set up just for a week or two that was collecting surplus food and redistributing it to anyone who wanted to come and get some. Um, and some people from another church fellowship, Blueprint, came along and saw this and thought, we should be doing this all the time if this food is going to waste and if this brings people together in the way that it is. Um, and so they started a, set up, a free store in Left Bank on Cuba Street. Um, and that was just there for a year before they had to move and started a relationship with St Peter's to be able to plonk our shipping container store out here and overspilled from the car park into this building and downstairs in the undercroft um, and use this space. So um, St Peter's have been really generous and we've built a really cool relationship with them. Um, so that was in 2014 that we've been here and happening ever since um, and really grown and evolved as our community has kind of made this place home and recognised um, as more and more of our local neighbourhood gather, that there's, yeah, I guess opportunity when we come together and meet. Some people started um, soup. Um, Alicia, who you may have met, she, her and Bosch make soup a lot in the kitchen downstairs, and so do some neighbours who are in buildings nearby and overlook us and think, what are those people gathering down there doing? Um, and they've started to make soup for us too. Um, and we have tea and coffee and gather together Monday to Friday as well while we're waiting for the food from the cafes to be ready for us to take home. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of evolving over time but just want to invite anyone who I guess wants to follow in the footsteps of Susan O'Bear as well um, that you're welcome to come and join us, um, be a part of the community. We have volunteer opportunities anytime from 2.30 to 5. If you're interested, you can come chat with me. Um, and there's also, we're always here having tea and coffee and soup from 5.15 Monday to Friday. So just come have a couple with us if you want <laughs> um, and get some food as well. It's always lots of grief. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll let Natalia share if anyone else wants to know my. Good morning everyone, I'm Void and this is my poem 
for Wellington Free Store. For me, Wellington Free Store is good friends galore. It's also nice to have free food. Life is hard, it must be understood. It's friends and food and no waste for me. Free Store is like a real family. I also enjoyed to volunteer, but now I have a job, oh dear. With job, I don't have energy to cook anymore. And here comes again with help Free Store. I love Wellington Free Store, a real friends and food galore. Thank you. Kia ora, my name is Els. Um, I went to the free store probably one year ago. I was um, um, in emergency housing and I was going through different addictions and everything. And um, yeah, I was invited to come to the free store because it was free food and so I came. And then next minute I'm like just drawn to the, just drawn to the love, to the embracing of the people. and. And then I was like, oh man, I want to get involved. So got involved pushing a trolley and, and then driving and then coming to prayer meeting um, and then going to church service, going to Blueprint and just like for the whole year, it's been probably the worst year of my life and as well as turning point, the best year of my life, right? I'm just so blessed, so I'm just giving God, God my all, my, my everything, and um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, reaping the rewards, so yeah, I appreciate uh, this church, I appreciate coming here to pray every, every night and, and get free food, and then the, the community that I've become a part of, I've got friends, and, and I feel loved, and, and yeah, it's just an overflowing it's going up to whoever I come in contact with now, so yeah, amen. Mm -hmm. community organization that was formally established in 2017. Our objective is to contribute to building a more inclusive community. We do this by undertaking activities that establish unity in diversity through um, three key moves. Um, firstly, we um, empower community through knowledge, uh, with knowledge through workshops, etc. Secondly, we build capacity and, and confidence of our volunteers and community. And thirdly, we facilitate interactions with the larger community through selfless service. The focus in all our undertakings is to add value. We collaborate and jointly execute our activities with like-minded organisations, like St. Peter's Church, for example. Our most regular activities include there, which is our ethnic food bank, and I think it's the only ethnic food 
good bank in the country. I'm, I haven't heard of another one, but you can tell me if you find one. <laughs> um, Krishnika is going to talk about there very soon. Um, we also do um, Guru Nanak Free Kitchen, which serves warm meals every Saturday at 4 p.m. Um, on Manor Street, just opposite the Pigeon Park. And we also operate out of Hanson Court, which is in Newtown, um, every Thursday from 10 a.m. distributing food. Um, and we, um, three times a week at least, we do distribution of any extra or excess food and bread to the community. So now I'll invite Krishmita to talk about the our ethnic food bank. Thank you, Nishmi, and hello to everyone. It's a great pleasure to be here today, talking, celebrating this great day with every one of you here. There is something that we came about two years ago when we saw the needs of ethnic food in the community. So there, by definition in English, our translation means compassion, which is all food is all about. It's bringing communities together, having compassion for one another, sharing whatever extra you have. So that's when the idea came about, when we saw the need and the hardest of time for all of us here in the wider community. When everybody was struggling with COVID, we thought, how can we help even more? How can we contribute to the community? How can we become a family again and remember the values that we always knew about? That's when they came about. And it has been two years. It went by very quickly, to be honest. Time flies when you're helping and you're getting all the love and support from everyone. But these two years have taught us a lot about how food can bring anyone and everyone together, how it brings communities together, how you can rise above your challenges and help each other. Everybody here sitting here would have some issues in their life, everybody has daily problems, have busy lives, yet still finding a little bit of time to help others in any way possible, either by volunteering or just giving the extra food that you might have in your cupboards is helping everyone, making a difference for everyone. And these two years we've seen that overflow of love, compassion, support from the church, from Freestore, Kaibosh and other supporters and providers as well, which we have been very amazed and blessed with. Talking about there, we have a food bank here every Saturday. So the idea was that Freestore helps during the week and will support the community the weekends. That's how we are doing it for the past two years. So every Saturday at 10 a.m. we open our doors to anyone and everyone who needs a little extra support and help in terms of food. And in the past two years we have made a community because everybody comes there, waits as we are opening our doors, but they have their own group where they go and chat, talk about their week, how they had the struggles they had or what happiness they had during the week and they share those experiences as well, which is amazing to see. So now we are not only providing food, but we've made this community here as well, where people from different cultures who have different languages even are able to come and communicate with each other and share their journey, their life and their week even. So it's amazing and hopefully we can continue doing this with the help of the church and our other friends who are helping in the community. And hopefully, like Krishna said, we might be the only one in the, in the country at the moment, but in the near future, we might have more ethnic food banks helping and growing. 
as we go along. Thank you. Say I'm pretty overwhelmed by hearing the work that you're doing. It's so extraordinarily beautiful and wonderful. So just thank you. <clears throat> the purpose of human existence, according to the Kabbalah, is tikkun olam, repairing the world. Everything we can do to correct the brokenness of the world accomplishes this. How can we prevent our own brokenness from defeating every attempt we make to repair the world? Last Wednesday, the Jewish people observed Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, where we fast and spend the entire day in prayer together in a synagogue. And on Yom Kippur morning, we read a section from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 28. So here we are on Yom Kippur, Feeling very proud of ourselves for having fasted all the way from dinner the night before to the next day. Our growling stomachs reinforce this feeling, and we congratulate ourselves with each fresh pang. And then we hear the voice of God through the prophet Isaiah mocking us. Is this the fast I have chosen? A day of self-affliction? Is this what you call a fast? This is not my chosen fast. Share your bread with the hungry. Take the homeless into your home. Clothe the naked. Then shall your light break forth. We are all part of a whole. When we care for each other and when we realize that our own happiness depends on the happiness of everyone else in the world, everyone else in our community, we are all broken vessels yearning for the light. Thank you so much for doing this precious work, and may your light continue to break forth. We say this time of year, Gamar Chatima Tova, may you be sealed for a good life. Thank you. The Hindi, uh, the Hindu, and the Sikh prayers. Uh, recite the mantras and briefly share their meaning. Krishmita and I will recite the Hindu prayer together. Um, the Hindu prayer that we will be reciting today is called the Gyatri Mantra, which is an ancient sacred chant that demonstrates the unity that underlies many faultiness in creation. This mantra first appeared in Hindu holy books called Vedas written in Sanskrit about 3,500 years ago, but it was created way before then and passed down verbally. Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha Om Burbhuvaswaha Tat Savitur Varenyam Bhargo Devasadimai Diyo Yona Prachodaya on the most adored Supreme Lord, the Creator, whose divine light lights up the physical, mental and spiritual spheres. May this divine light illuminate our intellect. 
I will now recite the, the Sikh prayer. And for that, we, it's mandatory that we cover our head. Um, the Sikh prayer is called the Mool Mantra. And this is believed to have been in existence since the 16th century. It is the first hymn in the Guru Granth Sahib, the holy scripture of the Sikhs. The Moon Mantra expresses the Sikh metaphysics, the belief in the nature of being and reality, and the relationship of individuals and the universe. Sikhism's most fundamental belief is expressed in the first three words of the Moon Mantra. Ikkonkar Satnam Kartapur Nirbho Nirbhayakal Muradajuni Saibham Guruparshad Jap Adi Sach Jagadi Sach Hevi Sach Nanak Hosebi Sach There is only one God, the Creator, one who is without fear and hate, one who is beyond time, birth and death. One who is self-existent, let's meditate on that one name with whom time began and who has been true for ages, still is true. And Guru Nanak says that one God will forever be true. Thank you. Thank More than all, Assalamu alaikum. I am Yusuf and I will be reciting a, a very small chapter from the Quran. So here it is. Auz billahi minash shaitani rajeem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wal asr. Innal insani lafi khus. Wa aminu salihati wa tawasaw bil haq. Which means, in the name of Allah, the most compassionate, most graceful. By the passage of time, the, humanly, the humanity surely is in loss, except to those who have faith, who do good, the righteousness, which is what we are doing, and who always urge the people to come to the truth, and who always urge people to be perseverance with patience. This is what is the message from the Quran. Thank you. Okay, if we um, bring the trolleys up now. I just wanted to um, it just occurred to me that if you were visiting here today, um, it kind of seems like I'm just sitting there doing nothing. That's because I am sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> um, we don't we don't stand up and say now it's the Sikhs and now it's the Hindus and now to Islamic brothers or it's Temple Sinai because we've been blessed in these last five years by the prayers of those communities in this place at various times. And so when we're able to come together, which is difficult, because we all have different holy days and people are busy, um, that you can just come and be and pray in this place is such a huge blessing to us. So thank you for just enriching.
this room where people have worshipped God in Te Aro for since 1879, where um, since 1848 or 1849, where the community's been focused on the needs of people around us in Te Aro, and there's always been great need in Te Aro. Um, when the parish started up here, um, it was considered to be a slum. And a lot of the first ministries of this parish spun off were to meet social need and deprivation. And then, as the city gentrified at this end of town and the needs moved out, the parish found ways of dealing with that need. And so out of this parish, the Chinese Anglican mission is formed, the city mission is formed, we plant additional parishes across the city. And all these are wonderful things to have in your history on a wall somewhere or in a book that no one looks at, but when it has flesh in its life, and we are reminded that is when the richness of that kaupapa comes to bless us all, and when we do this this day, especially this day, we are reminded that what was done is still done. And while that's wonderful that we're reminded, we're also reminded that it is tragic that the work is still needed after all this time. So I'm going to bless... Um, these trolleys. Um, these are the trolleys that you see wandering um, thousands of kilometres a year from this church all the way down to the railway station and beyond, slightly beyond. You got more to Yeah. <laughs> and as far up that way is the top of Cuba, Gusney's Town, um, Webb Street. Yeah, up the top of Webb Street and all the way across to. Courtney, Courtney, in the Courtney place. And these are them. And every day, um, two, maybe three folks go wheeling it out. How many kilos can you pack into that? What's a lot? Maybe yeah, 65 kilos of food. And I'll tell you what, you guys have just done it, I imagine. It's all uphill from the railway station. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're empty going out and heavy coming back. And it doesn't matter whether it's raining and it doesn't matter whether it's or it's a nice day, they still go out and they still come back and people still gather and the food is still distributed. And I uh, say so every day um, we are reminded by the presence here with us that that is an ongoing need in our city. So I'm just going to bless these now. Creator God, bless these trolleys. Lord, in blessing, we give thanks for all that they do as tools to carry food, as testimony to a need, as testimony to an injustice that there is so much food and yet people are still hungry. Lord, we pray your blessing on these trolleys, that their presence in our city would, one, provoke people to generosity and compassion, um, that the food that they gather would meet the needs of those people that need that food. And Lord, we pray your blessing on all the volunteers uh, that make Free Store do what it does. Those that founded it, we give you thanks for the vision of the founders, we give you thanks for the persistence and the service of all those people that have worked in this ministry all this time, for all these years. And we pray for those in this room who have been called into this ministry right now, who will be pushing these choices that don't know it yet. 
<laughs> Lord, we give thanks for the ministry of Dia and Hector amongst us, for the blessing of um, their need, the need that they uh, meet in our new migrant communities, but also for the blessing they have of allowing and being that leaven, um, that catalyst for building of, of the breadth of community um, that exists in this tiara and always, has always existed in tiara. Still, we give you thanks for the ministry of Freestore, the ministry of Dia. We ask your blessing on the trolleys, on the food and on all the people that will take them out uh, into our city in this next year. We ask this in God's name. Amen. Amen.